All right, and this is part two of Kazacting a Fool that we released earlier in the week. Enjoy the rest of the episode and figure out why Logan said this. He also was a second-round pick as far as making up fake names. I think he went with, like, Robert Smith or something. I appreciate Tanner coming back and jumping right back on the Yang hate, though. Way to, way, to stay, way to stay strong to your beliefs. Absolutely. And not, and, and not flop back like everyone else who's begging for forgiveness and somehow getting unblocked. Crawling back on their knees, man. I, uh, shameful. Terror, shameful terror, behavior. Terror still yank, so. um, <laughs> shameful behavior. I don't hate him, hate him, but I told Mark that it's like, fine, I'm not going to write a hit piece and post it on Cowhide Globe now. Uh, the fun, the fun thing <laughs> and, but I'm not going to write uh, one of contrition either. We, we I, talked about Yang like this last year, right? Like in, in, in the seventh man role, it was not a good role for him. He's thriving in a, in the role that we all thought was was good for him. The ninth man role is, oh yeah, that's about where we thought he should be. Yeah, he's decent in the ninth man role. Uh, I, I mean, I remember not good, not great, but he's decent. In the off season, that's somebody all you really pod, need the ninth man. Somebody on this pod was fighting me saying, oh, George Yang's not going to be the ninth man. I'm like, I, I think he is. Like. I mean, George Yang is our, uh, uh, I don't remember. Did I fight you on that? That he wouldn't be the ninth man? I can't remember. <laughs> you Yang, were, Yang, Yang, Bang. Yeah, you were. Bang, but, bang. But, Yang, but like, Yang. The thing is that we've seen Quinn Snyder stick with George Yang, I guess. Yeah. And, and well, I mean, that, and then, so that, you know, we knew that he was, he was his new, uh, Shelvin Mack, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, um, I, it just, there's one of those things where consistency is, is kind of key there. Uh, so we, we finish up with like um, uh, obviously we have some um, uh, we have some more Kazam news, uh, Logan. Kazam, Kazam, a boy. Uh, Kazam, I'm uh, you know talking about the Jazz still, but the Jazz um, uh, the Jazz are getting like weird white knights uh, coming out of the woodwork, I guess. Um, uh, did uh, I mean who had Dwayne Wade as um, uh, as one of the Jazz white knights? Huh? Are you kidding? His relationship with Donovan is stellar. Oh, everybody has a great relationship with Donovan. I get it, but um, no, no. But they they're close, like legitimately. So is Chris Paul and and, and Donovan Mitchell. So um, yeah, but Chris Paul doesn't talk about the Jazz hardly because oh, with I, good reason. Hey, hey, like, there's there's the point. Um, but he's still playing. Dwayne yeah. Wade is is a talking head on TV. He, of course. Okay, it's a different story. Awesome. Great. So, um, uh, Dwayne Wade coming to uh, I, mean, I mean it was it was Charles a couple weeks ago, right? Charles Barkley. Uh, which has more of a connection to the Jazz than Dwayne Wade, but um, Dwayne Wade, I'm uh, talking of uh, some really nice things about the Jazz. Uh, more people are more people coming out of the woodwork. Uh, Darko Milicic, I don't know where he's coming off to talk about Rudy Gobert, but sure, whatever. That, that hate, yeah, oh, yeah, but he had some hateful words, and he's like, oh, you Serbian players should be make more money than Rudy Gobert. What accent was that? It was a nondescript, Serbian, Serbian, Serbian accent. Oh, all right. Midwestern, Midwest, Midwestern, Logan. What, what do you think here? With the, you know, like you, you talked about it, and I think you hit the nail on the head. Like national attention means mostly hate, right? Well, yeah, in the, in the NBA, it does. Uh, that's that's what they do. It's just, it's like built on just like down talking and i mean again they'll, they'll build up the guys but a lot of there's there's never any build up without any knockdown so uh it was it was a little surprising i was watching that game because there's nothing else on tv and they went to the crew and i was like all right i'm not you know it was in it was literally on the background and not really paying attention and then all of a sudden Dwayne wade just in the middle of a highlight just started pepper and shag just started pestering him with it like just going at him and i was like okay this is great like just i want to see what his response is 
And if you watch that, like Kazam was really just kind of rattled by the fact that he was just, he was unrelenting in that. I think the Candace Parker's on there too. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was, it was, he just wouldn't oh, give man. up on it. And, and Shaq. She, she's good, man. She's good at her job. I like, I like her. Yeah. But, but, uh, but he was, it was, it was interesting because. Well, her second job anyways, because she's a WNBA player first. Thanks, Jared. All right, Logan. And um, he, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but it, it was interesting to watch. To watch him, to watch him go at him, to uh, just not to not let him off the hook, and even when Shaq would respond back with an answer, he would push back, and so it was it it, it was interesting to see. I think that it, it did it did continue to make Kazam look a little bit foolish, not uh, a lot of bit foolish, because his answers were really terrible. Um, his reason for 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 going at Donovan like that was saying that's the way he just pulls it out of guys and wants to see what they can do, and and unsurprisingly took credit for the win streak and yep. getting better. Oh, but at God. the same time, you know, those guys pushed back and said, well, you know, you, everyone was getting on you because, you know, essentially they didn't like his I response. He didn't just, you know, kiss his ass like he, they wanted him to. So yeah. that was interesting. And if you, the, the real, the real terrible one was his explanation of Rudy and as saying that he wasn't talking bad on Rudy, that he, that he gave some really terrible story about how when he was younger he was going to give up on basketball and his dad showed him a paper of some <laughs> middle, middle of the road basketball player that said hey I can go do this and so he's trying to say build it up as a motivational story I mean it was it was hey, it was really yeah go back and watch it Jared it's gross so it's weird. I'm a, and a, 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 essentially, essentially the summation is he says to all of us multiple times I'm not here to talk to earthlings about basketball yeah. so essentially what he's saying is I'm not here even though I'm getting paid to to tell the common folk about basketball. I'm not here to speak to you guys. Right. That's not what I'm here for. So, yeah. so I mean, I think I, 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 so I, you, you could, you could tell, you could tell that he was getting a little, he was irritated by it. Cause I yeah. just, cause, cause that, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm a flash fan now. Well, I don't, like always been a, TV. No, <laughs> it, it, was, it wasn't bad, but I mean, they, they weren't, the, the thing is, is they weren't letting him off with his just canned answers. And, and they, right. they, they actually pushed a lot harder than what Kenny and Charles do, which was interesting. Right. Well, no, I mean, I Kenny Charles are our colleagues, right? So, yeah, there's a little bit too much uh, friendship there. Um, yeah, like um, uh, I, I was gonna name this uh, episode unsalvageable, but you know, we're not really there. We're this this episode is now called "Exacting a Fool." So, because <laughs> I love that. Um, that's a great title. I know. I I I, so I just make titles for a living. Um, you you really should, man. You gotta you got a knack for it. Thank you, Logan. Logan. Um. So we're going to talk a little pro wrestling here real quick. And I will connect us all together, folks. So keep listening in the business, in the WWE, in, in wrestling, you know, there are faces, which are the good guys, you know, universally cheered people love them. And then they're healed, the bad guys. Right. And the thing about wrestling is that those two, the faces and the heels have to work together to create a story to make it interesting. Like you don't want to see good guys fight each other. You don't want to see bad guys. Fight. You, you want to see a guy triumph over a bad guy, which means the bad guys have to win. Sometimes, because um, uh, it would be boring if the good guys always won. And how I bring that is that, like, so the Jazz are getting this national attention, um, you know, because like th- there was that little period where, oh, Lucas scores thirty-five in in Jazz win, like you know, or Zion scores thirty, and Jazz blow out the Pelicans. Like th- there was like no blurbs about the Jazz, is that right? Um, but now Logan, you're saying the Jazz are getting hate from various people, and it's making Jazz fans uncomfortable, but can this be a good thing? Like, um, can this be like, oh, the Jazz are becoming this team that people are just tired of hearing about because of how good they are? Like, you know, the, when the Patriots were good, right? 
Yeah, I mean they're not yeah not not quite to that ta- not quite to that category yet, but obviously I think that the the statement of our in our society now is uh, what is it? Uh, no publicity is bad publicity. Mm-hmm. So if they're talking about you, that's a good thing. Whether they're they're coming to your defense or whether they are saying this team's terrible, Rudy's overpaid. There's a lot more people talking about it than ju- than just the trolls on Twitter. Um, and I think that I think that I mean I don't know what it matters. It's a big deal. But, I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know how much it impacts the product on the court. I do think, and, and I don't know, maybe it does. I mean, the fact that he's gone after, they've gone after Rudy and Don collectively now, perhaps that is some sort of bonding us against the world situation. Cause before they were just ignored. Um, so I don't, I mean, like I said, some, some guys have, some guys are wired by having a chip on their shoulder. I mean, I guess if it were Jordan who made up lies to, to be motivated or Kobe or those guys, maybe it does. I don't know. Maybe I'm underselling the fact that people are hating on you. Maybe that fuels them. I think there's, there could be I, I something think... to that. I think for Rudy, it really, um, I mean, in the past, we've seen him really get fueled by the haters or whatever. He doesn't like to block them out. He likes to use them to fuel his, his, uh, you know, his game. And it feels like he has really elevated his play this year uh, versus last year. And so hats off to, hats off to Rudy Gobert, man. That's just so chef's kiss. Uh, Adopting the, hill pers- adopting the hill persona is, is weird because like LeBron did it, right? LeBron with the heat did it. Like he's yep. like, Oh, you guys are gonna hate me. And like, so he, they, they sort of adopted like we're the bad guys role and thrived in it. Um, Joe, can you think of a dynasty? Like a, someone that won, uh, you know, two, three championships in like in a five year span. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, you know, the, that who is the most loved dynasty, like um, uh, universally loved, not universally loved, but um, uh, most well, like, most the loved. Warriors were loved until Durant went there, and the, um, but they only had one at that point, right? They only they had won, one. No, they they had won two. They had won two. Uh, Wait, and they, no, they no, no, they won two, three but, total, and he won two there. Never mind. The so the Warriors, uh, I don't know. Uh, if I mean, they had won that second one, uh, yeah, yeah then, but then, they didn't. Then, yeah, but they uh, didn't. Uh, like we, yeah, we, um, we could, I would like, say start. probably the most loved dynasty is the Lakers, the eighties Lakers. Mm. Oh, the '80s Lakers. Yeah, Showtime. Everybody uh, loves Showtime. Yeah, and, and that's a different era. I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is like, if you want to be a really the Bulls were loved by everybody but us. Well, I guess that's not true, but Jordan was pretty universally loved by a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Evidenced by the fact that everybody wears his clothes, and he's still he's his, the Jazz are wearing a Jordan branded jersey, which yeah. Uh, I guess the the point I'm trying to make about this is that like um uh, some of these like really good teams sometimes are like the people that are, are hate like the Patriots right are a good example of a team that really why is anybody hating on this team like they were nobodies I, I don't I still team. think we're a little bit of an afterthought I don't know that we're hate jazz jazz well, no 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 no, no, I, no hold on a second hold on a second hold on a second okay uh but the Patriots here were somebody that like nobody cared about these guys right like nobody cared about them in the 90s right. They they won their first. People loved it when they won their first championship. It's when they yeah started the first couple every, people loved that. Yeah, it's, it's when that, they won every single season, every single division title. Um, every time they go to the Super Bowl, you know, and that's when they people started hating on them, and that's fine. Um, and New England fans are fine. Like they don't feel uncomfortable. It it it, it is a little weird when people hate on the Jazz, right? Like there's no reason for them to hate. The Jazz haven't won anything yeah. ever, and the Jazz start winning a few games, and maybe that comes to the territory. Like if you. Win a couple of games like the Toronto Raptors were never really hated, but um, yeah, except for by uh, by Warriors fans because yeah. I mean, because, well, and I get it because the way that the some of their fan, fans were celebrating injuries was kind of not, I, I didn't like it. 
Um, more, more, more times than not, if you become a dynasty, they end up hating you. Um, mm-hmm. the, the best, the best comp I can think of, and I don't think it was hate, but perhaps I think the closest we've had is maybe indifference, not really hate, but not really love is, I know we hated him. I don't know the, the Spurs. Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know that that's we hated him personally, but I don't. That's the. But that was the closest. Kind they of almost feel so, like they don't fit the dynasty perception, right. though. You know what I mean? Just because right. they never Cause, won like back to back. They never won. They I mean, they have five in Tim Duncan's Tim Duncan's tenure, which is amazing. And but yeah, I don't know. I just I don't know how to look at that and evaluate it personally. You have the Jimmy Johnson philosophy of you have to win three in four years to be a dynasty. No, no, I just think if they had won two in a row, I mean, then you can start talking dynasty. Yeah, no, I mean, just it, it, there's not I a mean, great comp, but I mean, in my mind, they were a dynasty for 20 years. Um, right. I mean, they were always yeah. good and always. Oh, yeah, they were an elite team. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know. There was and, and they, they they even they didn't win them. They went to the finals multiple years in a row. I mean, there was back to back finals appearances. Yeah, they, and they, were, they won. They won. They won two in a row against. Oh no, they didn't. You're right. But <laughs> they, they were always. He's forgotten Shane there. Battier exists and all that stuff. Um, like, they were well, always no, there. Allen, that's the I point. Like, Sorry. So I, I guess the the question I'm asking is like um uh like maybe Jazz fans should just not care about being the heels. Like let people hate because that I mean. You either, if they hate either, and let, then let them hate and let the money pile up. Yep. The Jazz are either complaining about not being talked at all or being talked bad about. I'm like, well, you know, you asked goes, to be talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, right. This is the monkey. You got football. what you wish for. Um, shoot, we, we, do we have a factory corner or a factory? Um, uh, to, uh, uh, we don't have. A, I'm not sure if we have a fat curry, but I know we have a Jordan. We have a Clarks in the corner. Go start with the, uh, the Jackson corner or the, the Jordan Clarkson, Clarkson corner. corner. Jackson five corner. Percy Jackson. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, guys, th- these are some interesting numbers. If you look at Jordan Clarkson's career three point percentage, it's rough. It's a thirty four point five percent. That includes many terrible years with the Lakers, terrible shooting years. Not, I mean, he didn't play all that well either, but. They gave him a big contract. Anyway, <laughs> um, but then uh, the last couple seasons in Cleveland and uh, when he came to Utah, I mean, the two the two seasons, his combined numbers in Utah are 37.2%. And uh, over the last two years, the three seasons in Cleveland, he, he improved his shooting to the point where he was averaging 34.7, which those don't sound like great numbers, but... If you uh, look at this year, he's shooting shooting at a 38.2% clip. And honestly, with his cleaned up shot profile and the quality looks he's getting, that maybe he can hit 40% next year. Yeah, I mean, again, this comes out to is he shooting well because the Jazz system, a la like Royce O'Neal, is just giving them better looks, or is he just playing better? Well, I think the system is definitely giving him more quality looks than he's ever seen in his career. Right. But you want to hear an even crazier number that, that, that I was shocked by when I looked at it? From the free throw line this year, he's 97.2%. Yeah. That's insane. He's, he's got to shoot more to, to keep up with the percentage leaders, right? Yeah, his his attempts isn't, isn't very high, which is he, he's got to get to the he's got to get to the line more. Yeah, but I mean, he—that's his. I mean, his game is avoiding contact and just some um, uh, hitting, you know, floaters and everything. Everybody, so. Right. Um, okay, so before we get to um, uh, the fat curry factory, 
I'm bringing back the nugget pouch. I'm bringing back the nugget pouch. You? Yeah. Oh, okay. You trans nugget man. Get it in there. Yeah, I'm bringing back the nugget pouch because um, uh, I found something. So uh, I work at a new station, and during this win streak, we were going through the archives, as we call it, and I'm uh, going back to um, look at games uh, where other win streaks um, happened for the Jazz. And there was one game in particular that I thought was really, uh, it was like in a 15 game, the Jazz had like a 15 game win streak back in the 90s. And this might have been just another 11 game win streak, but um, the, the, the mid 90s Jazz teams were really good, right? So no surprise that the Jazz um, had a huge win streak uh, in those years. So I'm going to take you back to, you know, we're going to the time machine. November 26, 1996. There's a jazz game. You can look it up um, on basketball reference. The Jazz win 107-103. Do you gentlemen know why I'm bringing up this game? Uh, I think I, I just talked about this game. I want to say that's the Stockton. No, wait a minute. No. What is that? Is that a Supersonics game? J- so- jazz Nuggets. Uh, November 27th, 1996. Jazz and the Nuggets. Oh, November 27th. Yep. So no for Jared Logan. That, that's any the big, wait, isn't that and, the big co- co- comeback? Yes, Jared, you got it. The Jazz were down by like 40 points at halftime. And 40 points, like it was like, it was like maybe like 30, 32, or it was like 70, 38 or something at halftime, right? And the Jazz come back and win that game 107, 103. Now, um, uh, the reason that this makes the nugget pouch, because I um, uh, guess who... Uh, scored. Uh, guess who was on that team for the Denver Nuggets? Antonio McDice. Antonio freaking McDice. <laughs> uh, guy had 15 points. He was a negative one. Ended up with a negative one. But that's a, that, that's the biggest comeback in Jazz. You know, you know what's also really funny about that game? Nobody saw it because um, uh, this was when the Jazz games were on K Jazz. Yeah. Uh, and 82 games. I want to say. 70 games were broadcast on television, either, you know, oh, TNT, NBC, not. or KJS. This is one of the games that was not broadcast on TV. Um, and so, yeah, so the only people that actually saw it were people that were there in uh, in, the, in the in the Delta Center at that point. Man, that's so, wild. Yeah, just a, kind of fun, like we were going through it. I gotta go. Hey, you want to know an, another interesting stat about that game? Yes. Guess what? Guess what place the Jazz were when they were uh, when they won that game? First place. What, what place in the West were they? First place. First place. Yeah, they, because they had one. That was like the middle of their eleven game win streak. They were nine and two. The Nuggets weren't very good, um, and the Jazz. You know, so the, again, this is you know typical Jazz, right? Jazz not showing up for big games. This is a home game too for the Jazz, and so, but they came back, won, you know, uh, in a in a really fun comeback that. I don't know. It just—it would have been nice if the you know K Jazz just showed all. I mean, 18th, like, all the cable networks play all the Jazz games now anyway. Um, but you know, cable wasn't as big back then, so whatever. But um, just one of the things that like they're not like you—you you can't just watch this game on NBA TV one day because they don't have it uh, a broadcast right to it. I bet. So um, just kind of funny. Uh, I, I thought I saw that. I go, Attendant with dice isn't that game? Well, let me write this down because um, uh, we got a nugget pouch from, uh, for our podcast and um, yeah, we did some highlights and. Uh, uh, Antonio McDice was part of the biggest um, uh, comeback for Utah Jazz um, uh, uh, in Utah Jazz history on a game that nobody watched. So, I mean, that that was really that, that's really you know somehow always been the goal that 
just now. Anytime you hear Antonio McDice, you guys just don't glaze over it. So <laughs> mission mission accomplished. Yes, I would say that that mission is, is, has uh, been accomplished. Logan, We've also I been looking you, uh, at some Rafe LaFrance right, information. Right. Logan. Yeah, uh, Rafe was rough. Before we leave, um, I gave you three names for the factory factory. Did you choose one? Three names? Yeah. I, I tested uh, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Robert Whaley since I used to see him hanging out in the Smiths in uh, East Lake back in the day. Whaley. So <laughs> Robert Whaley, Whaley. Uh, and my and my accomplice. He, he is your accomplice. Uh, T. Tori Ellis is accomplice. Robert Whaley. All right, what do you want to talk about? What Robert Whaley? He was. Uh, what year was he? I'm gonna look it up. Go ahead. Was it 03 with Williams? He was drafted with Williams. That's why they were so tight, right? Was that 03? Uh, Mo Williams was 03. So Robert Whaley, so 05 is Darren. So 05, okay. you're right. You were right, though. She's, 05 was Darren and Robert Whaley. Yep. yep. No, I mean, the, the the Robert Whaley was just interesting. He was that big body. I remember just watching him at Summer League thinking, oh, this guy, this guy's got something. Because he actually had moves on the block, on the post, and that's not something he really had at the time. I want to say he was a lefty, too, right? He was a def- was he a lefty, hefty lefty? Ooh, he was a coveted uh, second-round pick. He was oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. The Fat Curry Factory is where we go through – all second round picks of the Jazz and talk about them uh, longer than we anybody should ever need to. So. Oh man, I'm looking at photos of this guy. He is, wow. He's a big. He's he a big was, boy. He, Whaley big was boy. a very appropriate last name for him. It's not a nickname. It's, it's his, <laughs> so. Damn you. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. The shade. The shade. He, uh, he he he's probably one of the guys who's responsible for my love for second round picks because you just get wrapped up in the. You get wrapped up the in the potential because he gets those he gets he gets those bursts, you know, all la CJ Miles the last game of the season before he kind of came onto the scene, and yet uh, you, you see these little flashes because he was he was decent on the post, but obviously I don't even know how long he ended up in the NBA. I think his again his greatest claim to fame was hanging out in Park City with Tori Ellis and doing the wrong things. Um, <laughs> yeah, like uh, so they they got arrested right. So uh, oh. Darren Williams and Robert Whaley were. Got in a fight with Denver fans, Denver Nugget fans, in, a, in like a parking lot somewhere. And when police questioned them, they gave fake names. And I, I don't think anybody knows what Robert Whaley's fake name was, but we all know that his fake name is Tori. Ellis. I think it was. I think it was something really stupid. Like he was. I if 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 he also was a second round pick as far as making up fake names. I think he went with like Robert Smith or something. I mean, it was really. Oh, poorly. so he's his real first name. Oof. It was something. I, I don't quote me on that, but that's the, that's. I, I want to say it was something really disappointing. Like oh, Robert here we go. Smith I got it. Ready? Ready? Said his name was Bobby Williams. <laughs> yeah. that was hey, Bobby. that's not bad. He, he was the second round pick. He yeah, he was the second round pick of making up fake names. Clip that. That's, that, that <laughs> it's not bad, but he used Darren's real last name. So that's what I was gonna, That's where that's where that's where I crossed up. Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, because we don't know. Maybe he was Bobby. So, <laughs> yeah, right. He he could have gone with Antoine and Antoine. Yeah, that reminds and me of the like the Family Guy um uh, Family Guy skit. We was like, trying to make up a fake name. He goes, "It's P. Tier Griffin." <laughs> so my name is I P. Freely. <laughs> yeah, my name is Darren Williams. Shut up, man! What the fuck? <laughs> That's what we need to figure out: is where did he come up with that name? Where did he come up with Tori Ellis? Like, well, that's well, a weird name. All right, let me let me give you my Robert Whaley. I'm a yes, Fat Tree Factory pouch here. Um, so Robert Whaley, <laughs> um. You know, played, you know, a couple nondescript years for the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, uh, after the NBA, kind of got into some things. He, like, robbed a convenience store or something and got arrested. Uh, mm-hmm. Had some problems of, uh, with drugs, I want to say. Um, but he is a resident of Bountiful, Utah. So you can you can still currently? see him around Utah. Yeah, currently. 
That's um, cool. So I mean, current that his son actually plays for Bountiful High. Uh, I've um, uh, like I I shoot high school games um, uh, sometimes for the news, and like the last game I did for Bountiful, I'm like oh this kid's really good, and I go back and I don't know who these kids are. Dude, and I go back. And I you gotta, you gotta interview Robert Whaley, man. We gotta get him on the podcast. And uh, well, after this fat curry factory, I don't know he's gonna want to. <laughs> yeah, who, 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 we just call, don't who tell him that we talked about him on the fat curry. Who factory. called him a whale and said he had a drug problem? So I think he's pretty well. <laughs> those you know, are probably objectively true. And so yeah, they are. <laughs> and so yeah. And uh, anyway, his well, son, yeah, his son's really good. His his son's you know can dunk and stuff. Like his son looks a lot like him too. So it's crazy. Um. But yeah, so Robert Whaley's still in Utah, folks. Um, uh, so if you do see Robert Whaley, you ask him why he picked Bobby Williams. Tell him to come on. Tell, tell him to talk to the high notes guys. We want to know why he picked Bobby Williams when he's hanging out with Darren Williams of all things. And so, and more importantly, why did Darren Williams pick Tori Ellis? <laughs> yeah, Tori. <laughs> Bobby Williams. That's fantastic. Darren, I'm going to take my. I'm going to tell him we would love to hear his side of that story because that sounds I, like a lot of fun. I think Darren Just, Williams yeah, we, still. We, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. We just want the name making it part. I don't care about the alleged crimes that took place. I just want the. Oh uh, no, the I, don't, I don't. I don't want to hear about any crimes. I just want to hear about like what kind of sh- fun they were having, honestly. And should like, we all have shout out whichever that, club that, they were at, Park City? Is know, that, that something kind of we're all doing wrong? Should we all have aliases built in to go by if someone questions us? Is that something we should? I don't know I that that one. even helps anymore. They'll just use like facial recognition on yeah, you. I have one. <laughs> you have one. What's your what's your what is your alias? Jared Barker. <laughs> Yeah, that's that sounds about right. So that, that is that is a terrible game I used to play. Like my, mine's back, back in the day. Ho- do Hooten or, or something. Or leave leave my phone number for females and give someone else's number. Um, <laughs> it was a it was or when you do something really terrible and someone asks for your information, I give them out Pat Chris's phone number all the time. <laughs> that, that's great. Or when you like cheat, like like you cheated a game, like if there's a drawing and you cheat at it, you just put like your contact information. But I always put his phone number down. But uh, you know, either way, that's. Are you still, uh, still in touch with Fat Chris at all? Because it's like, hey definitely. Chris, did you know I used to do all this stuff to you? Uh-huh. He knows. Oh yeah, he knows. no, he, he yeah, like they, they go back a while. All right, so that's um our fat curry. That's that might be. I don't know if we'll ever top that fat. We probably should say that, but you know what? Whatever. Uh, that's uh, the best fat curry factory we'll ever have. Um, so I hope people stay to the end. This is a, a very long podcast, so we're going to end it. Um, uh, we're going to go to Jared. Jared, where can they find you on the Twitterverse and the IG and stuff? Uh, you can reach me at go the distance 49. Uh, I am, uh, I'm private on Instagram just because I'm a weirdo. Uh, <laughs> yep, yes, I, I agree. Um, uh, show us your privates, <laughs> but, but guys, make sure you follow our hitting the high notes. It's just at jazz high notes, just like the Twitter handle. I, I make stupid memes and stuff for that. Uh, so, you know, that's, I waste time doing that kind of thing just, just for you guys. So, um, please follow. Uh, Jared, um, uh, uh, you, again, you, you are part of Westview. Um, uh, how, how are you enjoying WandaVision? Like less than in one sentence. Uh, less than one sentence. I mean, one sentence. it's great. It was started slow. It's great. Uh, Dragon Squatch, uh, at Dragon Squatch on Twitter. Um, uh, Logan, you're, you know, you talked about WandaVision. We talked about WandaVision on an episode. We're going to release that Friday morning for people to listen to. So, uh, yeah, we did for sure. It- I, yeah, I'm, I'm a little behind on my shout outs the last couple of weeks. So I got a few folks I want to shout out. The, yeah. the first one being our old friend from high school, Haley Ritchie. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, 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 Richie, she, uh, she threw us that, that, that link early on before it made a lot of the way I made, before it made the main circulation, she sent it to who and I, 
with the uh, the the famed now Donovan Mitchell versus Shaquille O'Neal legislation. So it was the um, it was the yeah like Donovan versus Kazam, and it was the legal brief that she sent us. Oh yeah, really? Was, yeah, it was That's very cool. Super so, cool. Yeah, but we, we, I mean, Haley used to get out there with us back in the day and play pickup games with us. She was always yeah. in the mix. Um, the, the, the other one I've got is uh, Casey Zundel, uh, at Casey Zundel, and he's been with me from the beginning in my jazz journey through Twitter. He's been loving my boners for a long time. He was, he was the first guy who we used to, we always used to go back and forth with just going about the boners. I don't see him too much anymore. Casey, if you hear this, I miss you. Um, the last <laughs> if we, if we say, is, if we say Rod Zundel, um, well, can you shout him out too? Cause, uh. Rod are they Zundel. related? <laughs> I don't know. They might be. That's a good question to ask. I don't know who Rod Zundel is, but um, the oh. last one is is our guy that we we all uh, we, he's interacted with quite a bit on there. Uh, Dal Pal too. Yep. I'm not oh, going to yeah. say he's exactly. I'm not, he, he's asked. Like why, he, he's he's asked. I'm not going to tell you why he's being shouted out, but he knows why. <laughs> the, the the DMs were uh, were impressive. Um, so oh. I, I won't I won't throw him under the bus, but oh. uh, yeah, thank you thank you Dal Pal too for your contributions <laughs> to my life, and we wouldn't it wouldn't be us without 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 plugging our Jazz Pod co op, you know go go get your T shirts at doyouwantthis dot com you just the letter just the letter U oh so. and also Bye. the new uh, soon to be released if they haven't been already Jazz Twitter After Dark that is that thing is money and it's fire D O U want this d-o-u so yep 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 do you want this.com i'm uh, run by the famous tiktok superstar dj honey paws uh yeah and i'm uh, you know i hope you listen to the to the quote-unquote ads that we run the, the jazz girls have a great ad that we run for them so um uh, uh we are going to uh send them one as well to run for the jazz tag jazz podcast oh speaking of i don't know how we oh, i almost glossed over this um, in a surprise move, committing pod adultery, because this is 49, Jerry Barker was on the recent episode of Home Court Press. That is indeed a fact. We had some fun times. We talked about Joe Ingles' historic uh, breaking of John Stockton's three-point record, and and then uh, fittingly, because Joe, you know, did some did some great stuff. Yeah. Well, awesome. We talked yeah, so about good. our five, a top five St- John Stockton moments, yeah, and that was a, honestly the most fun uh, that I've had on a podcast that wasn't this one. I'll be honest. Was, that's some. Uh, uh, so again, Home Court Press, uh, Brian Priest, McKay Pearson, and go. This is forty nine. Jared Barker, um, uh, not me. Um, Logan, how about this? What do we send the rights to Jared Barker, the Home Court Press, and then they fill our soda machine for the next three years? Oh man, you're going all money ball on me, huh? Yeah, this, yeah. The, the soda machine. I no one, everyone knows I'm a whore for some doozer. So I'm sorry, Jared, but I love. <laughs> we're talking freaking doozer, freaking Pepsi, Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> I mean that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good um uh, analogy. You're you're David Justice in that, and, uh, or yeah, or Charles uh, Peña. I can't remember who you traded for that. So, uh, um, I, I, it's well, I mean they. Yeah, David Justice is the one that came to the yeah in, to in the, the fiction uh, in the fictional world. Yeah. All right, so no, uh, no, no, that actually happened. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yes, I don't know. And so I read um, the book, uh, but it doesn't really talk about the soda machine thing too much. <laughs> uh, folks, um, uh, thank you for joining us here at Hitting the High Notes. Um, uh, follow us at Jazz High Notes on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, I, right, that's it. We'll see you guys next time. Three, two. <laughs> Don't do that. That's a hell of a start. Yep. Yeah.
I need to find it. Um, uh, I will cut this part out. It's got a, it's got a, a three-point base. Yeah, and it was he was wearing like some jazz shorts from his from the uh, summer league days. It was not it was not glorious, that's for sure. So.